In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Reyes Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Sono speakers are designed from the inside out for incredibly detailed sound and rich bass. Then, fine-tuned by Oscar and Grammy-winning producers, mixers, and artists. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Hello, listeners. Be advised. This show is an immersive audio experience. Please use caution if you're operating a motor vehicle, as it may seem like sounds are coming from the sides and behind you. The Left-Right Game is brought to you in this dimension by Sonos. Experience brilliant otherworldly sound with Sonos. Okay, so... <laughs> Careful. I got it, I got it, okay. Just, just for the record, could you just say who you are and what you are to this story? Um, okay, um, well, I'm your mum. <laughs> don't know what else to say. That was perfect. I can do it again, I just didn't know what no, to... No, no, honestly, that, that covers all bases. I don't know why you're recording me when you've got all these doctors around to talk to. I'm not going to be as interesting. Oh, yes, you are. Don't, don't say that. Anyway, the motto is record everything. So, um, I can turn it off if you want. Like... Oh, no, no, no. Dr. Lentz said it's meant to be... No. OK, then, let's go. I'm, I'm starving. <sighs> some money. Oh, no, I was going to get both. Could you help us take these to the table, please? Thank you. Your father wants your help around the farm when you're home. Well, he's going to have to put a ramp in. <laughs> no, I told him he was being silly. But you should be up and walking by then anyway. Yeah, hopefully... I'll still need to talk to work, you know. Can't be off forever. Oh, well. I'm sure they'll understand. I think it'd be really good for you to come home, though. Dr. Lentz says fresh air is always No, I know, I know. I'm, I'm not against it. It's just logistics. Are you OK, sweetheart? Can I say sweetheart on your radio show? You're not going to be embarrassed, are you? No, it's fine. I'm fine. Sorry if I sound like a broken no, record. No, it's, it's not that. Are you sure? It's okay if you no, just... No, honestly, it's like... I actually... Mum, I, I actually heard from Alice. Alice? Okay. Don't make it weird. Just, just hear me out. 
All right. She got back in touch recently. Well, at least I think it's her. So that was good, I, I, I guess, but now I'm thinking maybe she didn't. I don't know. I, I guess just... When do you have to decide that someone is finally gone, you know? Where did she go? I don't even know. I, I, I thought I did, but either she lied about that or... I'm not going to explain it all. It's, it's too weird. Well, sweetheart, some people are just very bad at saying goodbye. If someone decides to leave, you know, that's their choice. It doesn't reflect on you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Can I ask a few questions now? I'm already regretting <laughs> this, but go ahead. Is this someone from your work? What? No, Alice, Charmin, from uni. Jog my memory. Jog your <laughs> Is this a joke? What do you... We live together. We shared that flat in London. I, I thought you lived with Mary and Craig. And Alice. I don't get it. What are you talking about? Mum, you spent three years telling me to ask her out. Well, I'm sorry. I can't remember all your friends. I mean, you're quite popular. No, 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 no. no. It's not that. She had dinner at the farm Easter before last. I remember that dinner, but that was just you and your father, wasn't it? No, no, it wasn't. Alice was there too. Of course she was. How do you not know? All right, all right. Sorry. Gosh. Sorry. You know me, I'm going senile. So when I'm... How are you doing with your medications? So mum left a few hours ago. She spent the rest of our visit pushing me not so subtly for information about my uh, imaginary friend. <laughs> After a while I changed the subject, she's worried about me enough as it is without thinking that I'm... It just doesn't make any sense. Mum's mentioned Alice almost every conversation we've had for the past three years. I mean, she was obsessed. She was practically planning our wedding. Now suddenly I'm trying to justify my friend's very existence. I don't know what this means. I, I really don't. Right now, I'm sending Mum an email with the audio files attached. Maybe this will jog her memory. That was fast. From American Stories, I'm Alice Sharman. Thank you for. What are you doing? Okay, I'm gonna play you the third audio file now. That's the last file on the first email. As for these ones, I suppose we'll just start on them next week, so check in then, if you remember. From American Stories, I'm Alice Sharman. Thank you for joining us. Rice, non-perishable. Soy sauce, non-perishable. Salt, non-perishable. Eggs, well, they're perishable, but I bought them fresh and I got hard-boiled that'll last a week. It's breakfast time, the start of our first full day on the road. Rob's been up since 7 o'clock, cooking a meal for anyone who wants it. The aroma pulls us out of our makeshift beds and arranges us around his portable stove. Our bowls are already full before we realize there's a catch. 
The trade-off for this supposedly free food? A ten-minute lecture from Rob about the power of rice. See, in the Pacific, our guys used to be terrified of the Japanese. Huh? Whole armies marching on grains? Thought they were super soldiers. You give people rice in the morning, they're going for the whole day. After dropping two large spoonfuls of his favorite staple into my bowl, Rob breaks a raw egg over the top, the yolk clouding over as I stir it in. To be fair, the food is delicious, and it's fun to watch Rob on his soapbox. At least there are some things he's willing to talk at length about. I stare across the circle at Lilith and Eve. The latter has spilled rice onto her top, and her friend is teasing her about it. Eve sees me looking over, meets my gaze, and turns back to Lilith. A minute later, the two girls decide they've finished their meal, and I quickly realize so have I. Devouring the last few bites, I place my bowl in a small tub of hot water next to the stove and casually wander over to their car. Lilith and Eve are facing away from me, silently packing up their sleeping bags. They refuse to look at me once I reach them, which they don't seem to realize is far more suspicious than greeting me normally. Is he paying attention? I think we're fine. So, did you see the car? I don't know what to tell you, Alice. We looked the whole time, but there wasn't a car there. Seriously? Now I'm sure there was on the passenger side. Oh, yeah, you know, maybe it's all just part of your imagination, you know? Maybe you want it to be true, so you... Okay, okay, that's very funny. So is that what you brought me over for? I told her not to waste time. Yeah, we saw the car. Yeah, okay, fine. Come around here. Eve, get the laptop. This is just after the hitchhiker, right? Yeah, he just got out. Oh, okay, here. Here it comes. Are you looking? Hmm? Yeah. I'm looking, yeah. Slow down. Look, look, there's the car. Yeah, I can see it. Slow down. Would you slow down? God, the car's a total wreck. Oh, my God. That's blood. That's blood. What? Uh, How recent? I'm old, but it's still... Stop the car. What? No, you literally just said that... stop the car. You stopped the car? Yeah, we know. We know he told us not to, but it was, like, really weird. So, um, I went over and... You got out of the car? For the record, I was super against it. Anyway, there wasn't much in there that we didn't get from the road. Except there was a bag on the back seat. Did you get a look inside? Yeah. Do you, um, do you want to... Wait, it's in the boot? It's in the what? It's in the trunk. Yeah, obviously. We couldn't just leave it there. Look, you can watch the rest of the footage anytime. We'll even send it to you. No big deal. But you need to look in this bag before we hit the road. Come on, Rob's still talking Bonnie's ear off. We have time. All right, open it. Okay, just to preface this, I want to say, this whole trip has been fucking weird. Two, three shirts. Guy who clearly likes blue tie, shaving kit, charging cable. Okay, I don't... Keep going. Careful! Shh, Eve. 
What, is it a package? Uh, yeah, sure. Turn it around. Why can't you just... Oh. Oh. I wasn't expecting that. I know. Fuck this road trip, right? You know what that is? Well, I don't, but it says plastic explosive, so... Yep, C4. Like, official stuff. Military grade. And there was tons more in his truck, too. It was insane. Like 30, 40 blocks. How dangerous is it to hold this? I don't think very. Not right now. I mean, it's basically inert unless you activate it. You sure? We have Wikipedia downloaded on a hard drive. Eve read the article, like, three times. It's the only reason she let me bring it with us. We think the, uh, phone wired into the side. Look. Yeah, we think that's the detonator. And it's out of battery, so... Well, I'm not going to ask how you know that. I don't get it. Why would someone bring plastic explosive for the left-right game? I mean, what the hell are we heading into? I have no idea. Do you know if Rob has any? I have any what? Tips for sleeping in cars. These guys had a rough night. Oh, well, sorry to hear that. Uh, just something you gotta get used to, I guess. Hmm. Uh, we're hitting the road in 15, 20 minutes. That all right with you guys? Uh, yeah, totally. Sounds great. Hey, Bristol, you mind helping me pack up the stove? Not at all. Those guys okay? They seem kind of... They're fine. Everyone's just a little nervous. Well, like I said, ain't nothing wrong. With a little nervous, yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to see what you mean. You don't seem it, though. Sorry? Nervous. I mean, you seem more worried before we started. Now? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. I, I know I should be. I don't know, a lot's happened already. A lot of questions without answers. Maybe my curiosity is overpowering my, um... My instinct for self-preservation. Well, for a journalist, I guess that's a good quality. <laughs> well, until it isn't. Hey, Rob. Can I talk to you? What is it, Ace? Can I... Can I ask you something? It's, it's okay if you need me to go home after. What do you want to ask? Uh, well... Does... The hitchhiker, does... Does anything happen if you don't pick him up? God damn it, Ace, I told you. You get... What happened? I I was making my way down the road, and I was angry at how you'd been. And when I saw the hitchhiker, I thought, yeah, I should, you know, do what I said and just drive by. But... And a minute later, I, I look in the rearview mirror, and he's he's sitting in the back of my car. He's just talking about the weather. I mean, I, I swear I didn't pick him up, but then I think about it, all these memories that come back, like I start to remember pulling over and letting him in. It's like I did it, but I didn't. I, I, I don't think I did. I don't know. Did you talk to him? No. No. Not a word. Not a noise. No, I promise. I didn't say a word. Feels awful, don't it? What? Shocks you. I did the same as you some years back. The first time I saw him, I just drove right by. I'm not gonna let some stranger in my car. I nearly jumped out of my skin when I saw him in the rear view. 
You ain't got the right gear for this, Ace. I like to run a tight ship. I gotta say, it pissed me off. If you want to turn that convertible of yours around, no one will think any less of you. But you want to keep on this road? How about you try to listen more? I'll try to be less of a hard ass. Yeah. Sounds good. Sure. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, don't mention it. Okay? Time we hit the road. Hey, this is Rachel from the Q-Code production team. We hope you've been enjoying the left-right game on Sonos. We take pride in creating premium audio experiences, which is why we love listening on Sonos. Sonos creates technology that celebrates sound, like we do, continuously refining the listening experience so that we can connect listeners and creators. We love listening to the left-right game on Sonos. Our audio engineers and technicians are incredible, and we'd be lost without them. Luckily, an easy-to-set-up speaker like the Sonos Move allowed us as producers to listen wherever, whenever. We just had to charge it up and tell our smart speaker to play the first episode of the left-right game. It's as easy as that. Sonos speakers are designed from the inside out for incredibly detailed sound and rich bass, then fine-tuned by Oscar and Grammy-winning producers, mixers, and artists. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Reyes Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Five minutes later, we're rolling into a deep valley, each member of the convoy appearing over the crest of the hill behind us. Everyone's present and accounted for, including Ace. I have to say I'm impressed. With what? With how you handle Ace. One might presume a guy who's been divorced four times isn't the best at conflict resolution. <laughs> Divorce is conflict resolution. That's, I guess that's a good point. He seemed to be saying that the hitchhiker made him pull over. Is that really what happens? Yep. He always ends up in the back seat. It's like he appears there. But eventually, you always remember picking him up. Huh. It's just... That's not scientifically possible. Yep. Get used to that. We spend the next two hours in silence with me typing up my notes and Rob navigating the sparse few turns that show up every now and then. Ace's testimony troubles me. Perhaps because if he's to be trusted, it further stretches my favorite theory, that the game is an elaborate hoax perpetuated by Rob Guthard. I was content that the hitchhiker could have been an incredibly deft performer, but even if the man was a Juilliard-trained thespian, that doesn't make him capable of mind control. Finding myself without a concrete theory, I keep working, hoping to type my way into some sort of revelation. 
A few lone trees have started to show up in the distance, towering wild pines with trunks as thick as barrels. Without my noticing, the trees grow slowly more numerous, and in that creeping way the landscapes change, it isn't long until they span both sides of the road, encapsulating us in a deep, bright forest. Despite the pervasive strangeness of the left-right game, there is beauty on the road. Under the light shade of the canopy, the smell of pine needles in the quiet air, despite all the strangeness of the past few days, I actually feel myself starting to relax. It only takes three words to change that. The words don't come from Rob, as he's quiet as always. They aren't spoken by the rest of the convoy either. The words are writ large in calligraphic gold paint resting on a spotless white sign. Even from a distance, with the letters little more than a blur, I know what they're going to say. They're the words I've been dreading since I switched off the radio. The words I spent a long troubled night hoping I'd never see. Welcome to Jubilation. Turns out I am nervous. This is Ferryman to all cars. We're gonna be heading through a small town. No rules here. You just keep driving, we'll be fine. You all right, Bristol? Mm. What does the name Chuck Greenwald mean to you? About as much as John Doe. Why? He's the radio DJ here. In jubilation? Now you know something like that. I was listening to a show last night. What do you know about this place? Uh, seems like a good town. Folks don't pay attention to you. I just head straight through. Hmm. You've never seen anything untoward? <laughs> untoward? <laughs> I see some weird stuff now and again. Hmm. I like to keep my eyes on the road. It doesn't take long until we reach the outskirts of Jubilation. The forest clears abruptly, like a parting curtain, to reveal a picture-perfect American town, archetypal almost to the point of self-parody. There's no denying this town is beautiful. We are welcomed by a row of vibrantly colored shops spanning the length of a long, wide street, and at the far end, an ornate, gray-walled town hall proudly surveying its domain. The place is immaculate. I fail to find a solitary piece of litter on the sidewalk, a single smudge on the plate glass shop windows. Every inch of jubilation is pristine, tranquil, and noticeably deserted. Where is everyone? I don't know. There's usually some around. Maybe there's a game on. We take the next right, then another left. The story is the same at every turn. A beautiful, leafy, suburban town, entirely bereft of its human population. The cafes are free of bustle. The surface of the public pool is still. We even see the school, a row of finger-painted faces smiling at us from the kindergarten windows as we pass by. The building itself is locked up, however which is odd, seeing as it's noon on a Friday. Eventually, the truck pulls into the first residential street we've encountered. The sign on the corner reads Sycamore Row. The quaint shops are replaced by luxuriant houses, 
all of them identical. White walls, wide porches, and fresh green lawns cut to a uniform length. The road stretches in a straight line for about a mile, creating an eerie corridor of copy-pasted buildings. The strangest thing about the street, however, is vocalized by Rob. Well, I guess we know where everyone is now. In front of every house, a dining room table stands on the lawn, occupied, without fail, by a family of four. One husband, one wife, one son, and one daughter, all of them sharing a meal together. A unit on the left clink their glasses of orange juice as they dine on pork chops and salad. The family on the right share a large hunk of meatloaf, broad smiles on their faces. Staring along the road, I estimate upwards of 800 people in neat subsets of four, all dining at the same time. None of them seem to notice us. Hey guys, why we stop? Yo, what's happening up there? Ferryman to all cars. Looks like we've come during a town celebration. You think that's normal? Let's just keep our heads down, roll on through. Rob lets the truck creep slowly down the street, his foot light on the gas pedal, trying to make as little noise as possible. The more families we pass, the clearer it becomes that every single one of them shares common characteristics. All of them are impeccably dressed. All of them consist of the same subset, husband, wife, son, daughter. Though their chosen meals vary slightly, they all share a raucous, almost oppressive happiness. Small town America. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Apollo's jokes don't make things any better. I feel claustrophobic, trapped. Some screaming animal deep inside me knows it's surrounded on every side by something it doesn't understand. I don't know if I'm imagining it, but as we've continued down the road, everyone seems to be laughing a little harder and celebrating a little more. You guys seen this? What? What's up there? Oh my god. We've successfully crept more than halfway down the street, a sharp left turn coming up at the end, representing the road out of jubilation. Another street comes up on the right, Acer Road. While we pass it, I take the opportunity to glance down at this new avenue, curious as to whether every street is like ours. I don't like what I see. The houses are similarly prestigious, the walls pristine white, but it's the changes that make the picture. There are no tables and no families on the wide green lawns. Almost every window I can see is broken. Cars lie abandoned on the road, with one smashed into a splintered porch. Above every door, an X has been drawn in red paint. And outside of each house, a small mound of clothes lie on a fresh-cut lawn. A huge collective pile of men's, women's, and children's shoes tower at the end of the street, seemingly ownerless. I'm grateful when we round the next corner a few moments later. Thank fuck we're out of there. Ferryman to all cars. Uh, great going, everybody. Let's, uh... Just happened. I don't know. Ferryman to all cars. Everyone's still around the corner? They go silent on us? 
looking at me. They were looking at us. Blue Jay, did you see that? Oh, it's okay, guys. We're out of there. Now, Jubilation has weird folk, but they don't give you trouble. God, I'm not looking forward to going back to there. Yo, towns like that make me glad I'm a city boy. Give me the creeps. I thought it was nice. Wasn't it like Wintery Bay? Uh, I don't think I've been there. Oh. Oh, and maybe it was Shelburne Falls. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. So definitely like uh, Shelburne Falls, yeah. Guys, listen, we gotta keep this channel clear. How long until we stop? About another four hours. There's nothing big between us and there, though. That shouldn't be a problem. Good to hear. So what does breakfast translate to in Japanese? <laughs> you heard that. Hmm. Yeah, I've been curious all day. Does it have something to do? God damn it. You all right? What, you hurt your neck? It's fine. What's going on? I, I don't know. It's a clean cut. Someone cut this tree down. Why would they? Trying to cripple the convoy. Who? What's going on? Ferryman to all cars. Full reverse. Uh, watch out for the people behind you. Yes, Lilith, the road's done for. Um, but um, but all we got to do is, is uh, we'll go down the bank, go down the bank at the side, we'll come back up again. It, it looks steep, so, so take it slow, just one at a time. Watch us and then follow along, okay? Hold on, Bristol. <sighs> no, it's okay. It's okay. This is what we're built for. Okay, Apollo, make your way. Look, it ain't too bad. Now we'll keep a watch out behind you. On it, Rob. Guys. Try and keep the lines clear for the person crossing over, okay? No, listen. Can you hear that? Rob, something's coming. Okay, Apollo, get yourself over here now. All cars, we're on double time. Get moving. What is it? What's coming, Blue Jay? Can you see anything? Okay, Bonnie, Clyde, come over. Come on, guys, you're doing great. Come on, just a little. Rob. Rob, it's here. Oh, my God. Hurry up, guys, come on. Ace, Ace, what, what, what can you see? Uh, it looks like a, a pickup truck. No, no, it's a tow truck. There's a hook on the back. Fuck, it must be hitting 70. Everyone, focus. It won't matter what's coming. Lilith, Eve, get across. We're coming now. Take it easy. Just, just, just get across. Once you're on the other side, everyone keep driving. Uh, Y'all wait for us around the next turn. I'll radio if they get by me. What about you guys? We'll come when everyone's across. Go. Blue Jay. Blue Jay, come on. Blue Jay. What's she doing? Rob, what is she doing? No, no. Blue Jay, speed up. Okay, take it easy, Ace. You ain't built for this. Okay, okay, I'm coming over. God damn it, he doesn't have clearance. Ace, get out of there. Rob, what do I do, Rob? It's not slowing down. Why is it? Ace, get out of the goddamn car! <laughs> Shit. Rob, what can I do? Blue box what? Blue plastic container. Hey, Ace. Rob's on his way, okay? Don't worry. The crash. 
It didn't hurt them. Bristol. Bristol, they're coming. Bristol? I've tried to get out there for the summer, but I have to... Bristol, can you help me, please? Stay back. Hey! Hey! No! No! Please! Ah! Ah! Stop! Stop! out of their uniforms so fast. Yeah, that's what I keep telling them. Let him go! Let him go! It's gonna be Saturday before I can let them know about the shift change, though. Price could be a little steep. You hit one. Rob, you hit him. Just go down, goddammit, go down. Bristol. Bristol? Well, see what happens on the day. I mean, that's all you can do. All you can do. No, 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 please. There are two short loops of thin chain hanging beside the tow hook. The mechanics feed Ace's arms through one loop each until he's hanging by the armpits in front of the hook itself. One of them grabs him by his hair and lifts. Please, no, 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 no. No, please. Please, no! In that moment, despite everything, despite all my journalistic ideals, my pursuit of truth... My duty as an observer. I close my eyes. Left-Right Game stars Tessa Thompson as Alice, Amel Amin as Tom, W. Earl Brown as Rob, Dio Kinney as Apollo, Inanna Sarkis as Lilith, Jojo T. Gibbs as Eve, Brian Greenberg as Ace, Robin Bartlett as Bonnie, John Billingsley as Clyde, and Jane Wall as Mom, with additional performances by James Wellington and Stephen Moulton. Created and written by Jack Anderson. Directed by Emma Tammy. Produced by Cute Code, Automatic, and Tessa Thompson. Production executive, Tess Ryan. Recorded by Alvin Wee and Jorel Corpus. Edited by Ryan Walsh. Sound design and mixed by Matt Yoakum. Sound effects editing by Ryan Sullivan. Sound design consulting by Will Files. Original score and composition by Darren Johnson. Script Supervisor, Sam Beasley. Post Coordinator, Rachel Yanover. Talent Coordinator, Shay Donovan. Special thanks to Joaquin Artrich. The Left Right Game is a Q-Code production. Experience brilliant, room-filling sound with Sonos. Expand your audioverse at Sonos.com.
Are you ready for the ultimate Love Island experience? Join us on After the Island. We're going back to where it all began, Fiji. Love Island USA Season 5 is making a splash on Peacock right now. And guess what? Your favorite recap show is back, too. Welcome to After the Island. Join us as real-life besties and co-hosts, Elizabeth and Alex, as we deep dive into each sizzling episode of Love Island USA. We'll spill the tea, interview contestants, answer fan questions, and give you unprecedented behind-the-scenes access to the wildly popular world of Love Island. Don't miss a single moment of the drama, romance, and unforgettable island vibes. Listen to After the Island on any streaming platform. Sono speakers are designed from the inside out for incredibly detailed sound and rich bass, then fine-tuned by Oscar and Grammy-winning producers, mixers, and artists. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Everyone needs a break from the real world. That's why we played games as kids, and that's why we should play games as adults. I'm Troy Lavalley. And I'm Joe O'Brien. And back in 2015, we started a podcast called The Glass Cannon Podcast, a show made up of comedians and actors playing a fantasy role-playing game. And now is the perfect time to start listening because we just started a brand new story. It's basically Lord of the Rings meets Game of Thrones meets X-Files. Search for The Glass Cannon Podcast on your podcast app of choice. Hey, life is hard. So come play pretend with us. 